the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMosio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. How you doing? What's crack a lacking? You're listening to the Tim DeMosio show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. Forecasts. Interesting, to say the least. I heard birds chirping outside my office window here earlier today. They're probably scurrying for cover as the te- temperature plummets throughout the day. It's supposed to get to a low of 34 tonight, cloudy, rainy the rest of the way, and then eventually changing to light snow. Looks like late tonight or overnight into early tomorrow before getting kind of sunny and chilly. Tomorrow's high 39. Uh, and then the day after, mix of clouds and sun, high 36, warming back up. A little bit into the weekend. Sixers are home tonight against Denver at 8 o'clock. Flyers at Colorado tomorrow, 9.30. And last night, Danny, how you doing, by the way? You good? Great. How are you? I'm good. So did you happen to watch the Eagles-Giants game last night? You know, I started to watch it, and it got so boring because it was such a bad game in the first quarter (laughs) that I turned it off. And then what happens when I wake up this morning? They won in overtime. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm looking at it. I I wasn't even going to watch it. I was like, I should get to bed earlier at a decent hour. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm thinking that, and I'm I'm heading that direction. I, I quick swipe my phone's. 17 to 3. I'm like, wow, Ugh. this is just bad. Embarrassingly bad. Yeah. And On then, our home turf, no less. Yes. And then, as you did, woke up this morning, Eagles come from behind in overtime. I know. And here to expound further on it, the one and only Gary G. Cobb. Hello, G. How you doing, Tim? <laughs> Well, I know you were working the game, so you didn't turn it off. And uh, I used to cover the games, and the last year or two I have not. But uh, so for me to turn it off and go to bed and get up early, I got up at four this morning. I'm like, I'm going to bed. And uh, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> and then wow, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was quite a game. I mean, the uh, the fact that the Eagles came back and won it uh, because everybody had pretty much kind of said, oh well. We let this one get away, you know. The uh, the guys are you know talking up there in the uh, in the press box, but um, yeah, that's that's amazing that they were able to come back. I mean, it's uh, it's something that it was really a, a game of two halves, where in the first half clearly you know the Giants uh, won it going away, but then the Eagles were able to claw their way back in it, and and once they got momentum, it was just a matter of time that. Uh, were they going to be able to to come back to to win it? Uh, was really what it came down to, you know, because they had taken away all the momentum, and, and the Eagles were the only team scoring. But prior to that, man, I tell you, the Giants really dominated uh, the first half of the game. What do you think uh, attributed the the, the the changeover, Carson playing better, and and other things that that got them to win eventually? Well, I, I think it's just a, a matter that. Um, I think that the guys just really started 
started making plays in the second half. You know, I thought in the first half they had opportunities, uh, but um, uh, the guys were making plays. I tell you, really, Boston Scott, uh, thirty-five. You know, yeah, third string he has, hasn't played a lot. He really, he really kind of lit things up because. He made a couple plays, and I, I think he really kind of got the momentum going where yeah. uh, the guys were really impressed at the way he was playing because that clearly was his best you know, NFL game ever. So uh, just to see him you know, show his talents like that, I think it kind of got uh, some of his teammates, got them going. So uh, yeah. he, he actually yeah. said something after the game about, uh, about living in the moment and not, not, getting, not, not trying to do too much to – you know, not to make it more than it is and just focus on what's right in front of you, which is a great, you know, lesson in life regardless. Uh, and he took advantage of it. It was a hundred and something uh, yards from scrimmage for him and really provided a nice spark plug for the team. Yeah, I, I heard the uh, comments he made uh, that where he talked about the fact that, um, you know, that he, he wanted to make sure he was ready when he got his opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was ready. <laughs> he was ready. Now you, uh, you uh, folks just tuning in. Gary Cobb, Gary G Cobb is our guest. You can find him all kinds of different ways. Uh, Gcobb.com is another place you can look up uh, articles from time to time. Uh, but and as a player, of course, folks remember your time with Philadelphia playing for the Eagles. Had a little time with the Cowboys and the Lions too. I was wondering last night as I'm thinking about the the weather and all that. Um, from your experience playing in bad weather, is there an advantage uh, if 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 you had to pick one side? Does defense or offense have more of an advantage because if a field is messed up in terms of who's pushing off of who first or anything like that? I probably would say the offense has an advantage because they know where they're going. Okay, uh, when you you're out there on that wet wet surface, uh, at times as a defensive player, you have to change direction. You didn't know you were getting ready to have the. T- change the offense kind of has a head a heads up in that they know where they're going um but um i always kind of like to get out there and get muddy and you know <laughs> right away start throwing people down in the dirt you know in the mud <laughs> uh you know as as a linebacker that was my job i could go down there and just uh throw people around you know i can't do that anymore so, <laughs> well, you're now, still in good now, shape. I've now seen I you. Be nice to people. Oh, I not, gotta be nice to people down. Not because you can't, <laughs> but right. Not because you physically can't, because you're not supposed to for your job. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Although you may want to every now and again, knock a couple, knock a couple of heads around to get some sense into the well, guys. I, you know, uh, there are times when you'd say, you know, I wouldn't mind playing some football right now, but uh, no, you can't. Yeah. Can't do that. That's. Uh, that's against the rules. No, uh, no playing football. But uh, you know, you really kind of get a chance to. Uh, really, it's a kids' game, you know, and you get a chance to to do things that uh, you know only you can do out there on the football field. Where you go in and run into somebody real hard like that and throw them to the ground, and everybody goes, "Good job! Hey, that's good job." <laughs> That doesn't it doesn't happen in most of life. No, it's like you're going to sit in the corner until you've thought about what you've done. And well, I tell you, you know, you do that kind of thing, you know, you're going to be talking to the policeman. Yeah, you know? yeah, or, or that. That's true. <laughs> well, so, uh, uh, and on that note, I uh, just on a side note, we can jump back to football in a second. But I did want to make sure to ask you about how the the ministry work you do, because one of the things you do is speak to folks who are incarcerated, and and you also have. You know, I'm not sure what the official title is when you, you're, you know, 
counseling, if you will, the former players who are transitioning out of football. They're two separate things, obviously. But how's that? How how's that work going? Anything that you've been seeing? Uh, you know, some good things happening in those areas lately. Oh yeah, well you know you always see. Uh, in fact, um, last week uh, because I'm I'm going to be heading uh, out and and not too long to uh, uh, to go up to uh, the place that I go to is you know Garden State Correctional, yeah, which is up in up in Bordentown. Uh, well, last week we were there, and you know uh, we we got the uh, all the guys uh, together and uh, we're talking and, and sharing things about the Lord and things and. One of the guys comes and says, hey, you know, he, he had led three guys to the Lord last week, you know. Wow. And, uh, oh, yeah. Um, you know, it was just just great um, witness because, you know, we encouraged them to share their faith, and we encouraged them to, uh, you know, talk to some of the, the other inmates and uh, to, to find out that the young guys are, you know, uh, sharing and other people are, are meeting the Lord, you know, what? That, that's really just such a plus. Uh, not to mention when you see the growth in them, because sometimes, you know, we see growth, you know, that they might not recognize, but yeah. uh, to see them uh, really uh, challenging themselves to grow as people, uh, because as they're doing that, you, you, you see, I mean, it's just amazing that you see guys who, when you met them, you know, they were a different person, and now you can see all of that, uh, the fruit that's coming and developing in their lives. Wow. Uh, it's just amazing, but that, that's what we're seeing, and, and really last week was amazing, and, and some of the guys were uh, sharing, and uh, really a lot of times, you know, they'll come forward, and somebody will come up and say, hey, you know, we need to grow up. Wow. You know, one of the guys <laughs> say, we need to grow up. Wow. And, and uh and it's just really good, but uh, it's amazing, you know, the changes that we see that occur, you know, while they're, you know, they're still incarcerated. Yeah. Uh, but but they grow in the Lord, so uh, that word will help you grow. It's supernatural, and it's uh, the supernatural food and that spiritual food that is hmm. what we all need to grow, and uh, just to see the. The, the youngsters uh, growing up and receiving the Lord and then maturing in their faith is, is, is something great to see. And we see that all the time, every time, uh, every week, you really, really get a chance to see that growth. That's fantastic. Gary G. Cobb, yep. our guest, gcobb.com is where you can find him. You can also uh, catch him on this program every now and again. It's great to always have you to chat a little football and also chat about things that uh, you know matter uh, even more so in terms of matters of faith in the Lord and uh, and and wisdom in life, and uh, along those lines too, you do some counseling with players. Right, just we've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating too. Do you you have the freedom in the prisons to share right openly about the Lord? Do you have you have that? Uh, that's more of a one on one thing as you're counseling. I was actually, I have, we have a new producer, Danny, because uh, Joe retired, and I was telling her how you have this funny thing. We say that's what they say. NFL stands for not for long, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Danny, you were like that's... saying, what, what was it like? Uh... I was just so surprised that a football player's life in their career is only five years. Yeah, yeah. Danny's just saying how she's surprised how short the career. She's just observing talking with her dad watching football last night, how short the careers are. And and you say, NFL stands for not for long. <laughs> so, That's right. So but, you know, it's such a battle because, uh, 
you know, every time as you're playing, you know, of course, every game is, uh, you, you know, you get an evaluation every game. In fact, after every play, you're evaluated. Wow. And so it, it does. It happens. Um, it, it Things pass by quickly, meaning the career, it, it goes by quickly. And you'll see where a player, where he was at the top of his game, and once you start having a drop-off where you're not playing as well, believe me, there's somebody right there to take your place. So it's it's very competitive, and average uh, career is about two years. Yeah. And there's a there's a lot of you know turnover every year. So I first guys you know to, ha- to have something ready, yeah, so that they have something to go to. Uh, when it does come to an end. So you can share, you, you're sharing advice, wisdom, life advice as a, as a former player yourself. You know, it's like the transition yeah. from the camaraderie and the routine and all that to something else. Also at a weird time in life where maybe someone's finishing their career, you know, certainly much beyond college and maybe in the middle thirties or something. And now that's like, how do I start from here? But also do you get opportunities to, to bring the Lord into things and give them even more context for how they can really trust themselves to, the one who cares for them and who made them? Uh, most definitely. You know, uh, we get the opportunity. And then, you know, when people are in need, it's really a lot of times uh, when they're open to uh, receiving the Lord because uh, they know they need help. Yeah. And uh, he's the helper. He's the helper, you know. <laughs> so so, yeah. so we make sure uh, every opportunity to introduce them to uh, somebody that will really um, make a difference in their life and, and really change them as a person, truly. Uh, that's what happens is they, they get changed. Uh, they become a new person in the Lord. Amen. Gary yep. G. Cobb, kind enough to hang out with us. and wish you and your family a happy uh, holiday th- season. Most importantly, Merry Christmas and uh, a Christ-centered Christmas. And uh, do you have uh, plans already with the family gathered around, grandkids and all that? Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know, that's we'll have, <laughs> we'll have the whole gang over here uh, <laughs> every year, <laughs> you know, so... So we'll definitely do that, and that's and great. really, you know, the uh, the one that's running things, you know, uh, the missus, <laughs> she runs, she runs the show. So <laughs> I just, I just do as I'm told. Hey, <laughs> show up in the grand, the Christmas sweater, and you're, and where's the food? A little bit. Well, no, it's uh, this is what you need to pick up at the store. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Is is there a Cobb cuisine tradition that we should? No, no of or any. Oh uh, well, no. We we just go with the basics. We, you know, have uh, you know some great turkey and and uh, a lot of great side dishes. And you know, yeah. my uh, my daughters, you know, they they do a, job, a good job of bringing other stuff over. And my son, him and his wife, they'll bring stuff. So it's nice. It's everybody pitching in, but um, that's good. But we have a great time, and and we make sure that uh, nobody's uh, nobody's starving. Hmm. Everybody's everybody's eating good, but anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. That's great. Last question for you: Is there an Eagles playoff berth under the tree? Well, I sure hope so. But <laughs> I, I tell you, it, it, or you is know, there the, coal the in that box? Yeah. Well, I tell you what: the way they're playing, boy, <laughs> definitely have to do a lot of praying for that team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's almost like how can we not make the playoffs, and yet. They're still there, and once you're in, you know. So, yeah, you never know. But I tell you, boy, it's really it's like uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys are finding ways not to make the playoffs. It's the hot potato. It's the hot potato race. I don't want it. You don't want. It. I don't. A, 
<laughs> That's right. The, the the division that nobody wants to win. Yeah. We'll see. Well, great. <laughs> Gary, great talking to you again. God bless you, and greetings to your family for us. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Tim, and God bless you. Everybody that's listening and all, and uh, of course, you and your family, Tim. But uh, Amen. It, it's it's a great time of year, and we can always be appreciative for the price that was paid for all of us. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Gary G. Cobb, our guest. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. You can look him up again online, gcobb.com, g-c-o-b-b.com. Also doing broadcasting and been a long time a, fi- a figure in this market. Glad to have him on every now and again to share thoughts on sports and also on life and on his faith and, and things of the Lord. We'll be back in just a moment. We have a special guest also joining us. His name is Steve Arterburn. He's written a cool book called Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, a 12-year-old's take on the totally unboring, slightly weird stuff in the Bible, including fish guts, wrestling moves, and stinky feet. He's actually the... Uh, the host of New Life Live, which airs on WFL 1 o'clock every day. We'll chat with him during the hour, and maybe we'll do some giveaways, too, if we can find a little space to take care of that. It's all happening today on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Four twenty-one of the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. You can also use the app. If you don't, you don't have that yet, you can uh, download it free from WFIL.com. Of course, you can listen on your radio dial at AM560. I uh, also want to just give you a quick heads up here as we head into our chat with Stephen Arterburn. Um, the book that we're going to be chatting about here, Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, a 12-year-old's take on the totally unboring, slightly weird stuff in the Bible, including fish guts, wrestling moves, and stinky feet. Uh, we're giving away some copies of this. And as we often like to do, say, hey, just send us a quick text and uh, we'll put you in the mix to win it. So whether you want to just do that from now or as you're listening to the interview, when you have a second, we'll draw a few winners after the program. Just text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And uh, all we ask is your first and last name. And in this case, how about the word stinky? Since it's in the title, I'll know what you're talking about. Fair enough? I think so. So, without further ado, we now uh, bring in our guest, Stephen Arterburn. How are you doing, Stephen? How are you? I am good. How are you, Tim? Yeah, wonderful. People will know you from lots of different uh, angles, but especially in this market in Philadelphia with the New Life Live program, which is heard every day from uh, 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock on WFIL. So, for many years, too. So, uh and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So you've written a lot of books. You've done a lot of different things over your lifetime. God has, has allowed you to be part of that big plan. And now you have something very different uh, going on with this new book, uh, the uh, the Kirby McCook and Jesus Chronicles book. So, yeah, yeah. You're very, very happy about this uh, book. And, and it, it all came about my son was reading uh, these books. Uh, Greek mythology books, you know, Rick Reardon and all this. And um, and he, he said to me one time, uh, why don't we have books that are fun and interesting and learn about real characters and not just these false gods and all this from Greece? Yeah. It's a great idea. So I found Marcus Brotherton, who's a New York Times bestselling author of adult books, and uh, he had this great sense of humor, 
and great content. And we put together this book to teach kids 8 to 12 truths from the Bible in a very funny, uh, hilarious, sometimes way that they'll remember. You know, the subtitle is a 12-year-old's take on the totally unboring, slightly weird stuff in the Bible, including fish guts, wrestling moves, and stinky feet. That, <laughs> that yeah. is, it says it all about this book. And the, the illustrations are great with centipedes everywhere. And, um, and the parents tell me that the kids are laughing while they're reading it, uh, and they're learning things, and they're enjoying it. And, and both Marcus and I had a, a, a goal it's kind of ironic that we're talking about this at Christmas, but we wanted to be sure kids didn't think Jesus just showed up in a barn uh, around Christmas time. Hmm. That Jesus is God, and that Jesus uh, made everything, and everything was made through Him and for Him. Uh, that He and God are one, and so uh, that that theme is throughout the 52 stories. But uh, here's what we've been doing: um, if you call 1-800 New Life and you give them $20, uh, I will autograph it to your grandchild or your child uh, personally, I'll, and I'll write them a note, uh, something really mature, like, hope you like this, this uh, book. If you don't, please don't tell anybody, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, then, and, and then we send it to them. And so, we, you know, you can call 1-800-NEW-LIFE if you want to do that. It helps support the ministry. But not only do your, the kids that read it learn, but whoever gives it to them, they think it's really cool because it is a very, uh, very funny book full of great insight for young people. Stephen Arterburn's our guest. He's the founder and chairman of New Life Ministries, hosts the number one nationally syndicated Christian counseling talk show, New Life Live, which you can catch on WFIL 1 to 2 during the week. He's also a best-selling author of books like Every Man's Battle and, uh, and uh, many other, been with the Women of Faith conferences and many other things over the years. And now this new book, and you explain why, Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, with the long uh, subtitle, is, is now part of what you're doing. And, and sometimes that's how it comes to you, huh? Like, you, you know, the Lord brings in from a different angle, because most of the stuff you've done is you know, pretty heavy stuff in a, in a good way, uh, but more on the adult side. So um, I thought, though, it would be really great to point out, near the beginning of the book, you, you kind of clarify some things. That, that the book is comprehensive, it's kid-friendly uh, and conversational, but it's also biblically and theologically whole is the word you use, which I think people want to know when they're digging into something that's not just like oh, really? a comic book or something. You know, it's got no. a lot of meat to it. Well, you know, um, I've been, um, in addition to writing books, I've been a, a Bible editor uh, for a couple of decades, and I've, uh, I've edited uh, 12 different specialty Bibles and study Bibles, like Every Man's Bible is the number one uh, men's Bible, and of course, uh, Life Recovery Bible sold over 3 million uh, Bibles. And right. But years ago, I did the NLT um, uh, study Bible for kids, and, um, and so I've been working on this, you know, I have a degree in elementary education, I've done other things for this audience, and, and so this is a really great uh, opportunity to get back writing for kids and doing things for young people because there's so much crummy stuff coming their way that and and you know we we've got all this dull and boring stuff for them and this one isn't dull and it isn't boring and they love it and uh, they talk to their friends about it so I I'm just thrilled to be part of it and Kirby I mean uh, Marcus Brotherton such a great. Uh, collaborator and author, such a great sense of humor. And, you know, he 
I mean, this guy makes a lot of money on books like with Gary Sinise and other folks. And it was kind of like a charity project that he would do this. And uh, I just love his character and what he's done. But I don't think you'll be disappointed. And I think you'll be really thrilled that you're teaching your kids something and they will be so grateful that you cared enough to give them something that builds their character but also really gives them some fun, uh, interesting reading time. They'll, they'll love it. Yeah, and if you would, take a moment, uh, folks just tuning in, again, we're chatting with Stephen Arterburn uh, and the book Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, a 12-year-old's take on the totally unboring, slightly weird stuff in the Bible, including fish guts, wrestling moves, and stinky feet. Uh, but And each of the chaps, so I just thought you could maybe share uh, kind of a quick breakdown of how the book un, uh, you know unfolds. There's 52 chapters, and and yeah. uh, each are short and readable and colorful, illustrated and all that. But what, what what went behind the creation of breaking it down in bite-sized ways like that? Well, um, when I was in the third grade, you could still read to students um, from the you know Bible or Bible stories. And I learned so much from these old, great Bible story books. And so what we tried to do is to take uh, some of the, the most familiar stories and, um, you know, so we just went through and said, let's, let's get our, our best 52 here that have the most truth and are most relatable. And that's what we put in this one. Yeah, we're, we're working on another one um, on superpowers of the Bible and, and then another one on the end times and uh, the, the whole end time kerfuffle, uh, as, as we say. But, but on this one, we wanted to give folks a different take, a unique take on, on all the stories that they've heard so much about so that they wouldn't forget them and they'd know the deeper meaning. And, uh, you know, it's all told through the voice of this guy, Kirby McCook, who takes over uh, the Bible study. His grandfather's in the back of the room, but he's been going to church a long time, and he teaches this Bible class, and there he's got a crush on, on somebody in the class, and they have a crush on him. And it's just it's just what life is like for a 12-year-old. So mm. I, I really think the kids will be able to relate to it. And Well, that's what we're hearing. And um, just I've sent out over 100 of these that I've autographed for kids. So uh, I really love doing that because it gives them another little link. And to know that you can be funny and fun, but also be very, very, not just theologically correct, but conservative. We're very conservative in our theology and you can trust us that we're not going to lead the kids astray. Stephen Arterburn's our guest. He's author and uh, leading authority on human relationships. He is uh, the founder and chairman of New Life Ministries, host of the number one nationally syndicated Christian town, uh, counseling talk show, New Life Live, which you can catch every weekday at 1 o'clock on WFIL, heard by a couple million people each weekday on many stations across the country, again, including on this one. Uh, feel free to tune into that each and every weekday. Uh, in the meantime, we have a quick break to do. We are giving away a copy of the book that we're talking about today, and Stephen has written many other books as well. But for today, the Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles book is what we're handing out, targeting really 8- to 12-year-olds. If you're interested in winning one, perhaps for a son or daughter, a grandchild, granddaughter, uh, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Just put your first and last name. And maybe the word stinky, because that's in the uh, subtitle of the book. Uh, or whatever you want to put in, it's fine. And we'll draw some winners at the end of the program. Back with more in just a moment. WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
434 in the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for listening in. Forecast calling for a cloudy rest of the uh, afternoon and evening, rainy. Low down to 34, eventually turning uh, turning over to light snow, I should say, uh, late tonight and or overnight. Eventually a high of 39 tomorrow with some sun, but not before a period of light snow. We'll see if and to what extent that would accumulate a bit for Thursday. Mix of clouds and sun and a high of 36. Eagles with an overtime win last night, 23-17 over the Giants. I turned that thing off when it was 17-3. So I'm going to bed. This is not going anywhere anytime fast. I don't usually do that, but in this case, yeah. And then, well, wake up pleasantly surprised. Nice rally there. Carson Wentz and the Eagles getting the win, keeping pace with the Cowboys. Sixers are home tonight against Denver at 8. Flyers are at Colorado tomorrow night at 9.30. We also have $330, just $330 left in our goal uh, with our Transworld Radio Partnership. You've heard us talk about it over the last few weeks. If you're willing to help out, uh, 888-988-5656. 888-988-5656. This has to do with the Oasis Transmitter Project and bringing the gospel to all of Nigeria, the seventh largest country in the world. Uh, so if you're willing to help out, it's like a, nearly a $2 million transmitter. We're not doing all of that. We're just trying to take a piece of it. We said to Transworld Radio, we'll do uh, $8,000 or so, and we're just 330 shy of doing that. Uh, now, the way it's done is though you call them, and then we find out about it you know, some hours later, so I don't have a way of knowing that we've hit the goal in real time. Although, if you wanted to text the text line after you've called, that's cool. I'd be glad to report that on the program. Uh, the text line for our show is 610 500 Dove, 610 500 3683. In fact, let me throw this out at you. If uh, anybody does go ahead and give in the next you know, 20, 25 minutes of this program by calling that number, 888 988 5656, and then sends me a text, I'll, uh, I'll add 50 bucks to whatever you do. So basically, we just need a few folks to do it. I'll take care of the rest and we'll knock this baby out. Fair enough? I think so. We continue our conversation right now. Stephen Arterburn is our guest. The book is called Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, a 12-year-old's take on the totally unboring, slightly weird stuff in the Bible, including fish guts, wrestling moves, and uh, stinky feet. Is there a best way, uh, or maybe, well, maybe there are many ways, but how this tool really is what it is in a, a lot of ways, how it can be used, whether it's a personal devotion for a child, like if a parent's listening now wants to buy one for their 10-year-old to, or would you recommend the adult kind of go through it with them? Or it could be, depending on the child, could be something that they just take and they digest, you know, digest on their own terms. Well, I think um, I encourage the child to read it on their own because, um, you know, it, it develops reading as an enjoyable uh, habit and practice. Yeah. And But then, you know, if uh, dad or mom or whoever, whomever can take it, read it themselves, read the story, and then have a little discussion. And there's some uh, additional scripture in there to go a little bit deeper under the, on the concepts there. Right. I think that's the, that's the best way to do it. But give them um, a, the, a pleasurable reading experience by themselves um, and, and then join in and discuss. But it's, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I think you'll actually learn some things from it, I hope so. Right. Uh, but but this to me, this is um, my life. You know, when I'm preaching, I'm a teaching pastor at a church. I'm I'm always hoping that a a ten or a twelve year old will 
be in the car on the way home from church and say to mom and dad, hey, that wasn't so bad, you know, that because kids, when they get into college, they quit going to church now. And so I, I want them going to church, and I want them continuing to learn God's truth in deeper, more meaningful ways. And that's really the foundation of Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles. Stephen Arterburn is our guest. Uh, Again, he is the founder and chairman of New Life Ministries. And one of the ways you'll know him is through the program that airs on WFIL each weekday from 1 till 2, New Life Live, many other ways as well. Um, My understanding is that, and you were just kind of talking about there for a moment, that a a book like this is something that can help uh, from a very young age children develop a love for the Lord in a, in a, in a parallel way or reading scripture itself, but also in another way that helps bring it alive perhaps in, in, in additional ways and to, to ground them from the get go rather than try to catch them on the way up before they slip through your fingers. Is, I mean, is that, would that be correct? To, or, and, and if so, where did you get that or where did that desire for you to, to reach young well, go? Yeah. From? Well, it, it is what we're trying to do here, but here's, here's the amazing thing. Um, my son, at age 13 now, uh, has read more books than I think I read <laughs> in, in the first 50 years of my life. I mean, it, I, I never thought I would have to restrict a child's reading. Um, yeah. So I'm the, the kid that didn't do that. I'm the kid that had a hard time reading. I had attention deficit disorder, hard for me to concentrate and study and to read. And so I... I see the joy he has, his grammar, uh, his brilliance from all of this reading. And I just want other kids to be like him and not like me. Hmm. And so uh, that was another part of the motivation. I, I just wanted it to be an enjoyable reading experience. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want to try to cram God down a child's throat. I wanted them to be enjoying the experience and especially the reading experience. And then, you know, maybe have one of those, hey, wait a minute moments where something starts to seep in that they weren't expecting, and they learn something that they didn't know when they started the, mm. the reading adventure. That's it, what I'm hoping for. That's, uh, that's great. I mean, and it sounds, there's nothing like a story, really, uh, I think, to also pique that interest. Uh, this past Sunday, our, our pastor talked about a, a quick story about, uh, and what was, it was emphasizing salvation and he, we, none of us knew this about him, but he helped save somebody's life who was drowning in the ocean. And um, he described it. And, and for a while there, we, he went underwater with this guy who was drowning. Nobody knew who the guy was. He ran out and helped him. And I saw, like, my daughter stopped her drawing, and she's like, the kids are looking up, and they're looking at him like, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that. What, what <laughs> happened? Now, they knew he lived, obviously, because he's preaching. But the notion of engaging on, a, on another, and don't forget the power of a story. No. Right? Well, Whenever I, um, I preach, I, I use stories and humor. In fact, uh, Solomon said that when I die, that I probably am going to be buried in a sarcastic. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm okay with that. But the key is people remember humor, and they remember humorous stories, and they remember meaningful stories like, well, like your pastor, a near-death experience. That's something... Uh, to remember and yeah. to talk about. So uh, all of that goes into why we're excited about this and why the reception has been so great from the kids. They love it, and they love the people who give it to them. You, I mean, this, as Marcus and I have said, this book does everything, teaches them great theology and about Jesus, and you 
you look cool doing it. They, they appreciate that they got it from you. Everybody wins with Kirby McCook. So I, I hope you'll, you'll give it a try. And, um, and I really don't think whomever you give it to will be disappointed one bit. I taught Sunday school when I, uh, a long time ago with a friend of mine, and I'm more of a literal uh, explaining kind of person. And so mm-hmm. I was trying to talk to the kids, and I, and I thought it was good, you know, like in the gather. I was like, put the Sunday school materials aside for a second. Let's just talk, right? So when we were done, her name is Susan. She's like, that was fine. She says, but, you know, don't forget, some kids are visual learners, and so maybe those materials are okay to use sometimes. Don't just poo-poo them over out, there, out of the chute. And uh, so I, I, I just say that as a, as a lead-in with the, the illustrator as obviously a part of this Kirby McCook book and the Jesus Chronicles. The, the, you know, that's, that's a lively part of the book. Uh, so, it is true, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's a hard process to come uh, and find the illustrator that's going to best, you know, be able to, to bring life uh, to what we've written, but we think we did it here. Yeah. Is that a, is that a process for like where the book is mostly kind of, you know what you're doing with it and then you're, the illustrator comes in to try to match what you've already written or is it a back and forth process? No, they, they um, the publisher um, has a couple of people they like to work with or three people and they find out who's interested in it. And then we look at some of their past work yeah. and decide the style and uh, this, that's why we picked this this one, because um, sometimes illustrations are, are too feminine, sometimes too masculine. We thought that this illustrator, uh, Damien, got it just right. And uh, so we went with him. Stephen Arterburn's our guest, author of the new book, Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles. If you'd like to win a copy, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just put your first and last name in there and... We're choosing the word stinky for you to add in there because the subtitle is a 12-year-old's take on the totally unboring, slightly weird stuff in the Bible, including fish guts, wrestling moves, and stinky feet. One more time, the text line to win a copy is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Take a brief break, wrap up our chat with Stephen Arterburn, and if I have a chance, I will even uh, do the story time thing and read a little bit of this book so you can get a flavor of it. Fair enough? I think so. Back in a second with more Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 448 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL, WFIL.com on the app as well. Thank you for listening in. We've been privileged to have a couple of cool guests this hour. Gary G. Cobb started things off, talked about the Eagles and such, and uh, some other matters uh, on the side of faith and, and the ministry work that he does. And uh, also Stephen Arterburn, our guest currently, you'll know him from many places. He uh, helped found the uh, Women of Faith Conferences. He's written many books, best-selling author, Every Man's Battle, and a bunch of others. And also, this new book that we're chatting about called Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, a 12-year-old's take on the totally unboring, slightly weird stuff in the Bible, including fish guts, wrestling with uh, wrestling moves, and, uh, and stinky feet. And also from the New Life Live program, I should not forget to say, we air that every day 1 to 2 on WFIL. It's the most listened to Christian counseling program in the entire country. Uh, on the book, though, Stephen, is there a, a – there's 52 chapters we mentioned. They're short. Is there a one or two that stand out for you as, as your favorites? Or? Well, my, one of my favorite is – and you'll know what this is about – is the title of the chapter is Jesus Spits. 
Yeah. And, and I'll tell you why I like it so much. Marilyn Laszlo was a missionary uh, in uh, New Guinea, and she went to this tribe to translate the Bible, and the witch doctors uh, thought that they might turn the village against them. And so uh, the children knew this, uh, you know, this kind of pidgin language, and they were part of the translation. But the witch doctors had to observe everything and listen to everything that was going on. So they get to the part where Jesus spits and then with the mud heals the blind guy, and the witch doctors accepted Christ. And here's why. Because whenever part of their healing, they spit on the wound. And so they were spitters. And when they came to this thing where Jesus used spit to heal, they go, he was one of us. He was one of the first mm. spitting witch doctors. And and they accepted Jesus that day. So that's why I love that story in that chapter so much is, um, you know, God uses everything. Stephen Arterburn, been our guest. Uh, I just have two quick questions to wrap up with. You mentioned earlier if they wanted to call and that you would be you know willing to autograph a copy of yeah. the, the book or and or uh, so the number for that and then newlife.com. Is that another place they can order it from? If they, um, I think you have to call okay. and give the address. I don't think there's anything on the website, but uh, you just call one eight hundred New Life. Okay, um, and they can ask and, you about the Kirby McCook yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. very good. And just as a PS, I, I know because you do write a lot. Uh, you mentioned ADD earlier, and that just reminded me there was a wellness series that you have done also that maybe people be aware of: understanding and loving a person with depression, mm-hmm. ADD, sexual addiction, drug and alcohol addiction. Do you have just like a, a quick uh, mention on what that's about? Again, with Christmas coming, people may want to get something for a loved well, one. Well, it might not be a good gift, but it sure might help you survive Christmas trauma. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, you know, we, we've got these books, and, and they all start with understanding and loving a person with, you know, attention deficit disorder or bipolar uh, or borderline personality, uh, depression, uh, chemical dependency, things like that. Yeah. Narcissistic personality disorder is the most popular of them all. A lot of people seem to be living with narcissists in this day and age. So, uh, yeah, you can and you can get that at 1-800-NEW-LIFE also. Those have been really helpful books for folks. Very good. Last thing, anything people can pray for you about in the ministry that you're doing? Just pray for my family. I have six wonderful kids and one just got married madeline just got married so i ask people pray for my family because uh, everybody's family needs prayer and but i always like to ask people pray for the whole family amen merry christmas for to you and your family as well you have some Thank traditions you, i'm guessing you get together uh, hopefully with the kids Are they we can... do we read the bible story and and uh, just have a tremendous amount of fun together, and uh, we don't, around our house, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We have a lot of laughs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, great to talk with you again. God bless you, and we'll do it again sometime. All right, Tim. God we... bless you. Thank you, you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stephen Arterburn, our guest. We have a quick break to take, and just a reminder, if you want to win a copy of Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, again, the target for that, 8- to 12-year-olds, to help bring the gospel to them in ways that are yeah, easier for them to understand, but still very theologically sound. In fact, I want to read a little bit from it for you in a moment. Uh, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Uh, just your first and last name and the word stinky will qualify you to be in the mix as we draw a little bit after 5 o'clock. Back with more in just a moment.
WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.55 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Just to give you a little excerpt from the book that we've been talking about with Steve Arterburn, Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles. It's uh, based around a 12-year-old Kirby who is uh, hijacking his Bible study and teaching, and his grandfather's in the background coaching and, and lending a hand every now and again. Chapter 38 that Steve mentioned a moment ago called Jesus Spits goes like this. I got to write Zuri Curie another note. I really do. Uh, <clears throat> okay, everybody listen hard. This lesson is about a time when Jesus spit in someone's face. Well, not exactly. I mean, rude dudes do that if they're really ticked at someone, and it's a big insult, but that's not how it was at all. Listen to the story. There was a blind man living in a town called Bethsaida. People brought him to Jesus and begged him to heal the man. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. That's when things turned a little strange. Instead of just healing the man instantly, Jesus healed the man slowly, bit by bit. Here's how. First, Jesus worked up a big loogie and spit in the man's eyes. No, I'm not kidding. Aisha, it's right there in the Bible. Then he laid hands on the man's eyes. Yep, crazy stuff maybe, but that's what Jesus chose to do. And he always had good reasons. There was nothing insulting in this. It was an act of love by Jesus. Just wait and see what happens. How are things now? Jesus asked. Well, I can see people, but I can't see them very clearly, the man said. They look like trees walking around. Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and this time the man's eyes were fully opened. His sight was completely restored. He saw everything clearly, and people didn't look like trees anymore. Why? Why heal the man partway at first? I talked this over with Grandpa McCook, and he said, first of all, don't look for anything magic in Jesus' saliva. His spit was just spit. Like when you spit, your spit is just spit. He can use any old thing to accomplish his plan. As to his plan for this man being a two-parter, here are at least two explanations, both right, because this is kind of a double picture. First, it's a picture of how some people start to follow Jesus, but only halfway at the beginning. They aren't spiritually blind anymore. They're born again, but the eyes of their hearts are still cloudy. What these folks need is to allow Jesus to fully work in their lives and meet their needs. That's what Jesus wants, and and it's what people who love these folks pray for. Second, It's a picture of how Jesus knows exactly what people need. Sometimes people journey toward faith instead of a slam-bam, all at once coming to faith and being born again. It takes time for these folks to get it, to fully learn how to follow Jesus. So Jesus brings them along slowly, giving these people just what they need when they need it. No sooner, no later. After this, Jesus and his disciples traveled to an area called Caesarea Philippi, and he asked them, just curious, who do people say I am? Of course, Jesus knew everything, but he wanted to hear his disciples' answers. They hemmed and hawed. Well, some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're Elijah. Still others say you're Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. That's assuming any of those guys could come back from the dead, of course. Interesting, said Jesus. Uh, But who do you say I am? Peter the Rock spoke first. You're the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, nice going, Peter the Rock. One day you're going to help me out big time by getting many people to believe what you just said. And then the rest of the chapters, a couple more paragraphs, but you get the idea. That's the flavor of this book. There are 52 chapters, and they chronicle and, and bring up the point, among others, that Jesus has been part of the story, not just showing up at Christmas time, but he's been part of the story since before time with God the Father and God the Spirit. Find out more uh, at our podcast, which you can check out at WFL.com in just a bit. 
In the meantime, Jim Axum, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.